Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent head coach and analyst, as well as a contributor for Slingshot Esports. And welcome to the North American LCS Team by Team Preview Podcast. It's that time of the season again as we are preparing to see how the 2016 summer split is going to play out. It's time to break down each team one by one and see how the offseason and uh, and everything else has changed our opinions as we uh, as we prep for what should be a very fun split. And I can't think of anyone else I'd rather break all of it down to than my good friend and also contributor for Slingshot Esports, Walter Ciedi Svedchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm ready to get back into the LCS, man. We had this like meaningless tournament that just happened a few weeks ago, and uh, and yeah, I'm ready for like some real action. I'm ready for some real competitive action. I'm ready for I'm ready for certain teams to like go Dragon Ball Z style and get like the fancy orange yellowish hair and like power up and go Super Saiyan. So I'm really excited for that. And I think this team we're talking about today has someone like that. Yes, the Super Saiyan has returned. We are talking about Cloud9 in this first episode. And the Super Saiyan, of course, is Medios and his lovely, lovely hair that uh that caught on so huge over in korea they've got a lot of big changes despite finishing in fifth place last split after a one to three loss to tsm in the quarterfinals uh, they looked at the roster and said that there needed to be some big changes they got rid of balls and replaced him with impact that meant that rush needed to be on his way out and medios has stepped back in to the competitive League of Legends scene and in that jungle role. And Bonnie Fufu has come in and formally replaced High as the support of this team. Walter, there are a lot of changes to go over on this team, but which one stands out in your mind as the one that has the biggest chance to influence where this team ultimately ends up? Well, to be fair, these are not full-on substitutions and, and full-on changeouts. They are going to potentially be running a 10-man roster, similar to what Liquid purported they were going to do last split, and what Apex is saying they're going to do this split, and yada, yada, yada. So we will see how long the mythical shot-calling of High uh, disappears from the LCS. Uh, but to actually answer your question, I think when it comes down to it, though, it, it's Medios. We haven't seen him in almost a full year. He hasn't played since last summer before he was replaced. And when you look at it, I he's got to be the one. He's got to be the guy that comes back in and, and takes the shot-calling reins that High is kind of leaving. And he has to figure out a way to make the synergy w- that he couldn't get with Jensen last summer. He has to find a way to make it work. 
He has to be the impactful jungler that we remember from season three and season four. He has to readapt to a professional scene, professional play style that he just hadn't been involved in uh, since he turned to more of a streaming and was semi-retired. So to me, he's he's the guy to watch. He's the player that's going to make everything work. And if he can't make it work, then impact in the top lane might not work because then you bring rush back in and you can't have three foreign imports on the roster at the same time so if Meteos doesn't work cloud nine can be in problem yeah it's gonna be incredibly interesting to see how he adjusts to coming back to the scene it always worries me when players leave because they feel particularly burnt out it means that the quality of practice that they've had during their time off might not necessarily be to the same level that it was while they were playing full-time and honestly Medios wasn't particularly successful during his last time in the LCS the 2015 summer split was a particularly weak one for him and it appeared like there were a ton of communication problems between him and Jensen it's kind of hard to decide exactly how much of it was just not having High's presence as a shot caller in that regard. But Medios is going to have to prove that he can do it without High necessarily being there to look over his shoulder time and time again. At the very least, if, if they do, it's going to disrupt the plan that Cloud9 has kind of thrown out there for themselves. It's so you know, a lot is going to be resting on his shoulders if they're going to play as optimally as possible. That said, Walter, while Medios is the player to watch per se, the storyline to watch, I think, has to be High finally moving down from the main shot caller position. You already alluded earlier that because of the way they do the Challenger series and you can move players up and down if necessary, that there's a chance he comes back. Where do you think this team ultimately lands on the high situation? Are they finally ready to shot call amongst themselves or are they going to find themselves missing high's presence once again? I think at the beginning of the split, and we should also make point of this, they're also moving Lemon Nation away from the main roster. It's going to be a combination of uh, Reaper, Bubba Dub, and, and Koobs, as well as you know their army of analysts, essentially. So taking away these, these two players who have been a guiding and steadying presence for Cloud9 since its inception... I think at the beginning of the year, they're going to struggle. I think Medios is kind of going to struggle getting the synergy with Impact, just like Impact had trouble with Moon last split. And it's going to take a few weeks for this team to get going. But once they get going, if they do nail down the shot calling that we praise high for, if they do manage to get the synergy between Medios and his two solo laners, if Bunny Fufu can just focus on being a mechanical support as opposed to this overarching, I need to shot call the game and I need to dominate laning phase and I need to hit all my skill shots, etc., etc., this team could be a very, very strong team because across the board, it's a very strong veteran presence with players who have been the top of their position at some point in the last year and a half to two years. Absolutely. It's going to require a lot of people to step up across the board. You already mentioned Reaper as the coach here. Obviously, he brings a rather nice pedigree from his time over at EDG, but it's been a while since he's coached. They did not want to bring him back for the Chinese spring split, and that means something. Uh, it's it's hard to say exactly how he's going to fit with this particular roster, uh, with the exception of Impact. They don't have uh, you know a, a huge Korean presence, so he's not necessarily going to fit in in that sense the way that uh, some other Korean coaches that have moved over have uh, throughout the LCS history. 
it's definitely going to be a matter of which of these guys is willing to step up and be the strategic lead for this team. And Bunny Fufu, honestly, to me, is the guy that I'm most excited to watch and see if he can become that guy. The way that Sneaky has always played the lane means that if he's given a quality support who can bring out the best in his play, there is going to be potential for them to use that as a hard-carrying threat that can carry them through games. And Bunny Fufu's champion pool is pretty nice for the meta that you're looking at right now. Whether he's able to step up and do so on a consistent basis is really going to be huge as far as making sure that all of these leadership losses don't come back to haunt them too badly. But that brings us to the best case scenario. Walter, when you look at this roster and the huge amount of uh, analysts and infrastructure that they've surrounded it with, what is the best case scenario you see for this team this spring? I mean, the best case scenario is pretty obvious, is that the departure of High and Lemon Nation from the, the starting lineup or the direct impact of the starting line, but lineup doesn't matter that that Bunny Fufu, that Impact, that Jensen, that Sneaky, that Meteos, that they all somehow figure it out. And whoever's that shot caller, while we will never, ever grant them the same holy status that we do high because he is just the greatest storyline ever written and ever shoved down our throats, uh, if they can make their own play style and their own shot calling style work, this is a very strong team. Like I said, these are all really, really talented players. Jensen was contending for the best mid laner title in North America for the majority of the split until he sort of fell apart against Bjergsen in the playoffs. Sneaky has always been one of the top 380 carries. Impact, again, despite the underperformance on energy last split with a rookie, non-Korean-speaking jungler. And Medios, again, coming back from being retired for almost a full year. They're all very talented players. And if they can nail down this synergy and the shot-calling style that they've had problems with in the past outside when they don't have high then they can become one of the best teams in North America. They're talented enough to do it. It's just nailing down that synergy and that cohesive system. That's going to be the key here. And when I look at the potential worst case scenario, I think back to the mic checks that we heard when Bunny Fufu was put in for those two games in the spring split and the comms were just quiet. And whenever you hear silent comms, that's when you need to start worrying about where this team is on a mental level whether they're capable of being able to step up in those big moments. And right now, when you look at the players they brought in, Bunny Fufu did not look great in the two games that he came in last split. Granted, they didn't really stick with it to work through some of the the kinks in that system, but it was a weakness for the team. Medios did not look great the last time that we saw him on the rift and hasn't been playing in a serious competitive way for a while now. And Impact, the guy who we haven't even mentioned as, you know, a big change to the top lane, actually could negatively impact some of the things that Cloud9 wants to do in these situations. They've always been a team that tries to win the objective battle by making sure that every time, you know, an enemy takes one tower, you take two. And you just make sure that you always get those advantages. Impact struggles in the early game quite a bit. His CS differential at 10 minutes uh, was quite below average last split, and that was despite getting handed quite a bit of resources for a top laner. It's hard to imagine that this is going to make anyone's life easier 
in that regard. Now Medios is going to be divided between uh, the mid lane that is right now so important given all the mage changes and making sure that Impact is able to keep up all while Bunny Fufu is getting used to being back in this kind of position. This could go wrong quite easily. This could be another split in which they show promise in the regular season and just never quite put it together with enough time to get past the opening round of the playoffs. And if that happens again, suddenly the gauntlet looks like a very difficult situation for them as they'll have to find a way to overcome some of these uh, potential flaws. And, you know, I understand that there's always the hope that high comes back if the worst case scenario happens. And that's something that Cloud9 fans will obviously hang on to. But it should be pointed out that High is going to be playing mid lane on this Cloud9 Challenger team. And Jensen's not going anywhere. So even if they do want to bring High in, it's going to be a very different kind of situation with its own downsides. Walter, when you take all of this into consideration, where do you think this team ultimately ends up? Despite the increase in talent, I think, on on certain teams, and, and despite the sort of power shift that I think is is happening slowly with the departure of certain organizations and, and the roster changes that we've seen on other teams. Cloud9 is too talented a team not to make the playoffs. And they've shown in the past that if something doesn't work, they are quick to look at it and try and find a change. Like you said, it could very well be as easy as, okay, well, the shot calling breaks apart. Okay, swap high back into the support position and have a backup you know mid laner for the cloud nine challenger team there are many things that you could do in those kind of regards you can move players back and forth if medios just isn't working out maybe you have to sacrifice impact and go balls rush again and, and see what happens there's a lot that cloud nine can do and they are very willing to look at an experiment early on and say this isn't working screw it we need to make the playoffs we want to be the best team etc etc like they did in the spring they gave buddy fufu two weeks two games it didn't work. They got rid of them. They said, all right, we're just going to do what we know. And they're willing to make that decision. That being said, they are mortgaging their long-term success if they keep hanging on to this crutch every time they fail. If they are not willing to actually run an experiment and actually make it work and give it more than two games, their long-term issues are going to be on the horizon in the not-too-distant future. They're going to happen. It's just whether that mortgaging the future is worth them making the playoffs and then making Worlds this year. If they're willing to take that chance, more power to them and they'll you know, switch away as they want. Uh, but for their long-term future and their long-term success, they need to give this experiment a little more time than they gave Money Fufu last split. If it works, they're definitely you know a top three team in North America and are easily contending for a title. I don't think they will allow this team to fail. Whether it is bringing back in high or not, this team is going to be top three in North America. See, I am a lot less optimistic than you are about this team. And it's mostly coming down to the fact that I'm not a huge fan of some of the decisions they made. I don't have a lot of faith that Medios is going to be able to come back and be the guy that we remember him fondly as back at his heyday. He hasn't been that jungler since probably 2014. That's a concern to me, especially in a, in a meta and in a game in which the jungle has such a huge impact on the pace of everything with all of this new uh, emphasis on dragon objectives, on Rift Herald objectives. 
he's going to have to be on point, and I'm not convinced that he is. And I'm not convinced that Impact is honestly that big of an upgrade on Balls. I think that it could be a problem for them, you know, regardless of whether they make this change back to a roster that wasn't able to do better than fifth last split, or they stick to this experiment and try to power through. I do think that they need to power through. I think that the best of three format is going to be the best opportunity for them to do so. And I am very excited to see how Cloud9 plans on optimizing this 10-men roster. It does seem like one of those situations where they could get some mileage out of it if they handle it properly. And as you've said, they've got a huge, very experienced support system around them. If anyone can figure out how to use it properly, it's likely to be them. But I do think there are concerns here, and I'm not comfortable right now putting them uh, even in my top four. I currently have them finishing at fifth, uh, where they finished last split. I just think that there are enough teams that are getting better and also have the infrastructure around them to improve that this roster alone doesn't do it for me. But, you know, there are a lot of angry Cloud9 fans that are gonna, probably going to be very excited to tell me uh, how wrong I am on that regard. Uh, you can obviously uh, talk to either of us on our social media accounts. I am at RedshirtKing on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. And you can find the podcast at soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts or on iTunes if you search rough drafts on the podcast section there. We've got nine more of these North American team breakdowns to go. And when we come back tomorrow, it's time to add a little bit of NRG to our podcast. So until then, goodbye, Internet.